This, 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 this is the Apparelist Podcast, designed to bring you real-life conversation about high-level topics relevant to the decorated apparel community. What is up, Apparelist people? We are recording this special episode of the podcast on-site at Perning United Expo 2023, taking place in Atlanta. Um, I'm looking out over the crowd here at Future State Hub, and the energy level is really high attendees are buzzing about the latest equipment technologies that are featured on the show floor can't wait to get their hands on the newest machine so they can get started growing their shops um and that's why we're here today recording this podcast because what better place to talk about convergence than on site at such an expansive display of printing technologies the opportunities to expand into other areas of printing beyond apparel decoration are almost endless. Um, so joining me today for the podcast is Eric Colley. He's the Chief Revenue Officer of Visual Marking Systems. Eric, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so let's just kick things off with, um, why don't you kind of give us a background of your experience in the industry, um, where you're at, and, you know, just kind of who you are. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, we have uh, two different organizations, uh, one being a contract decorator uh, on the apparel side, but we really originate in the label overlay uh, and, and wide format graphics industry. So uh, myself, I've been uh, back in the, in the business for about eight years now, uh, third generation. Um, so I have a great opportunity to come in and have, have some leadership opportunity. But I mean, I've been since, uh, you know, Child, child labor was basically getting taken advantage with me, uh, you know, back when I was 10. So I've really been uh, in the industry my, my entire life, scrubbing the floors when I was 16. And, and so learned a lot, um, mm-hmm. moved, moved myself into getting uh, certified in PDAA, master certification. Nice. Um, and uh, really leaned into that for a while. I left the industry, uh, finished my degree, uh, went into ops and logistics and, and, and came back in. So um, it's, it's been uh, a really fun experience. Uh, about five years ago, we started Badline, uh, which is our contract decorator business, nice. decoration business rather. Uh, we're doing screen print, embroidery, uh, heat transfer, DTG, digital on demand. So uh, kind of the whole gamut of decoration that, that awesome. way. And now you can add to your resume um, board member yeah. for putting yeah. United Alliance. Yeah, I got roped into that one too. So. <laughs> Someone like you who has a lot of experience in different platforms, gonna definitely a valuable voice for that. So thanks for for being a part of that yeah it's it's, it's um, fun it's, it's an opportunity to contribute so absolutely and you know that's kind of a huge thing that's why we love um this industry so much is because rather than an industry it's more of a community and i love yeah. that yeah um but having gotten a little sidetracked there for a second um what we really want to talk about today is this topic of convergence um yeah. and so everyone keeps throwing around this term convergence right um let's define that what does convergence mean to you what do you think it means to the industry I think the, the the way to answer that is is what is what is it serving? Why is why is there this movement in, in the industry? And ultimately, when when you take a look at uh, the the customer personas uh, that we're trying trying to grab, these are people that are looking for turnkey solutions, and they have a large uh, variety of print buy, and and so ultimately they they want people want to have as as single source as possible uh, without necessarily putting all their eggs in one basket understanding do we have a partner that can really be a partner in print not just a commodity supplier so a lot of us have started in you know whatever our discipline might be but ultimately the the discussions that we have with the market ends up saying you know we do have the ability we do have a place to go ahead and sell you know we might be doing fleet graphics 
but we need to get into the windows, walls, and floors. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if we're doing fleet, guess what? Every single fleet has apparel needs and promo needs. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of it across the industry. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, trying not to say no to your, to your customers, but there's some CapEx involved. So there's a little bit of, uh, of some strategic decision-making that has to occur. Uh, but at the end of the day, to compete uh, with a, some of the larger players in the market, mm -hmm. you know, they have a little bit more capital to be able to, to make these strides. Um, and I think what's awesome about our industry is there's some level entry ways to get into these different yeah. markets. So, so convergence is all about trying to be that turnkey provider. Um, you might not provide everything from mailing to apparel to, uh, to POP. Uh, but if you can be able to utilize your equipment for higher utilization across multiple markets, that's what convergence is all about. Awesome. Can you kind of give some examples from within your own biz businesses mm -hmm. um, of what convergence looks like for you guys as just, just examples for other people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the easiest one is to talk about the development of our contract decoration business. Yep. Uh, we were never in apparel. Uh, my grandfather actually said he'll never print on a shirt. My father said he'll never print on a shirt. <laughs> uh, so anyways, now we're printing on shirts. Um, but, you know, it's it was trying to look at a way to grow, knowing that we had a lot of buy opportunity from our existing clients and we were trying to figure, so what's the next market to emerge in? Okay. And we actually were looking at two different things. Do we want to go into the apparel market or do we want to go into a die sub uh, soft signage and trade show? Mm -hmm. And we realized we're printers and we're not riggers and we don't know necessarily how to do the full display side of things. Um, and we didn't really have necessarily a lot of demand for that trade show side. Um, so we, we took a look at it and we uh, decided to go the CapEx route on apparel. Okay. Uh, bought a couple of carousels, bought an embroidery company to be able to offer that full gamut. So it was realizing that we needed to grow and growth is either going to be organic or through acquisition mm -hmm. and uh, or also investment. And so we said, hey, we think we can go after uh, providing print uh, in the apparel uh, product uh, sector to the same people that are buying from us today. Um, so we, you know, like I said, it was only five years ago. It was the first time we ever printed on a shirt. Um, but it was just trying to, trying to move into another market and grab more buy. Absolutely. Um, what would you say were kind of the big pain points as you've grown into this segment of the industry? Uh, that we were very wrong. Um, <laughs> we thought that there was going to be a lot of lot of synergy that direction but with some okay. of the organizations that we're working with are are quite large and so they already have great programs put in place so while we might have a good relationship with those marketing teams um we realized that it wasn't necessarily going to be an easy code to crack okay um you know we want to focus on corporate apparel uh, we find that to be a pretty profitable sale uh, but at the end of the day uh, we we realized that more are middle market size companies we're going to be a better opportunity to sell into uh, than necessarily the demand um, that and, and the service need that some of the larger organizations that we already had as customers uh, were going to demand. And then on top of that, too, you know, we were we're selling all B2B and didn't really know the wholesale market. Uh, but at the end of the day, utilization of your equipment is kind of what you're up against as a business owner. You've got to keep the presses spinning. Yep. You've got to keep the needles moving. Uh, so in order to do that, you know, we, we started making relationships with some marketing firms to be able to move more on the contract side. So we didn't necessarily know what we were getting into in terms of how to sell the product and who the, it, 
who were actually eligible clients. Um, and so we kind of learned that over the first year or two and really fell into the role of being a contract decorator. We didn't even know we were going to be a contract decorator. We were just going to print. We were going <laughs> right, to sell right. direct to end user. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, utilization at 25% of your equipment is not acceptable to your investor. Right. Uh, and, and so you got to figure out a way to, to get more shirts moving on a daily basis. It's not just about learning the technology. You got to learn the business side of it too. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so why do you personally feel this is a trend that is not going away. I think it, it's a few things. One is going to be that the, the platforms that are being created, especially in the digital technology, especially on wide format, are so applicable to these all these different markets. Uh, so with the large CapEx involved, people are looking at ways of trying to sell more product through that same piece of equipment mm -hmm. and enter new markets. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if you take a look at just... Uh, trend of what uh, some of the organizations that have been really successful um, in convergence is going into new market um, and either trying to do that through an acquisition uh, that's going to be a you know a, a stock uh, a, a asset purchase um, or or the other side is customer purchase customer list purchase sure. and um, what we what I think what we're really seeing is, is that um, people are trying to find ways to expand and diversify. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the people that I've known for a long time in the industry have have been really steadfast in trying to find ways to grow their business mm -hmm. that if they've realized they've reached a ceiling. And so in order to compete, knowing that th there's these larger players that are trying to be fully turnkey, all the smaller players are starting to say, hang on, we need to go look at entry level wide format. Yeah. We should we should take a look at label. Maybe packaging is the right application for us, especially in the apparel world. Packaging is a great fit from, right. from a kidding standpoint. Yep. Um, and, and I just think we're, we haven't seen any slowdown of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and we just hear people continuously talking about, and I hear peers continuously talking about, you know, how do, how do we reinvent our, ourselves to be able to expand revenue in, in new places? I feel like that was really accelerated from the pandemic. Like not to oh, yeah. beleaguer a point here, but it's like, I feel like it was starting and then the pandemic just like skyrocketed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to take a look to it at markets that crashed in print, you know, marketing budgets were really cut back. Right. Um, and it, it depends on what you're selling. Uh, but if you were selling in an event and trade, you were yep. kind of SOL, yep. you know, that's what it came down to. So, mm -hmm. you know, can you, can you move into a packaging uh, marketplace or can you move into a label marketplace where yes. marketing budget is not as, as impactful on, on that buy? It's a commodity that there's still a demand for. They still got to ship their product. They still got to, they can't ship their product without label. You know, it's, it, it, it's a, there's a different need. Right. You've kind of already said it, um, but there are shops that have yet to truly make the leap to truly yep. diversify and explore this concept of convergence, what would you say to those shops? Uh, you know, I would say do your research. I would mm -hmm. say don't be afraid of going into a new market. Sure. But I think the biggest thing to do, and this is what I talked to Dan Marks about, is, is yeah. building your personas, understanding going into a new market, who is buying that product, and then also take a look at what you know how to do. What's, what's awesome about print is there's a lot of very talented, very skillful people. Right. Um, and a lot of very much so entrepreneurial spirit across the entire industry. Um, but just like I said, we were wrong when we started Badline and not necessarily knowing who we were going to sell to or who we we're going to have success selling to. Mm -hmm. um, 
spend a little bit of time talking to other people in the market, reach out to peers. That's one thing that the industry is great for. Is, yes. It's a pretty open door industry. You know, that's how we are. Anybody that wants to come and walk through the shop, you're open, you know, we're open anytime. And there's a lot of people that are also that same way. So don't be afraid to reach out to suppliers, competitors, um, ask your customers what they're buying, what that sales cycle looks like for them. Build yourself a business plan, build yourself a marketing plan, mm -hmm. and then take then start taking a look at what's the right market for you, what's the right fit. Yeah. But I wouldn't be afraid of it. Just just spend some time talking to your friends. Um, I'm curious because you said you did some things wrong. There were challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Any uh, horror stories you would care to share with us? Funny stories even? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if anything's necessarily coming up to mind right now. We really dove into music industry okay. a lot. Oh, um, nice. And we yeah. found that... Uh, it was a very, very, very competitive market. Yeah. And that we could add a little bit more profitability to go uh, towards more of the corporate side. Uh -huh. um, and so, and a little bit saturated that way too. So, sure. you know, it, it, I think, I can't necessarily call out, remember right now the top no. of my head of, of a specific good. horror story, but it was, it was a journey trying to figure out where our place was. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And now we've created some pretty awesome relationships. I, yeah. You know, actually, I'll, I'll say this. So, you know, you move into a new new market and you have to find skilled individuals to help you run your business and help you do what you got to yes. do. You know, to do that, we were bringing in some people that were experienced that maybe brought some bad habits with them. Oh, um, we have some really, really awesome printers and, and, and yeah. embroidery uh, operators and, and, and seamstress. Uh, but you know, we definitely uh, had a little bit of turnover at first sure. of people that didn't fit the culture. Uh, okay. And without, with with trying to sound as professional as possible without going into too much de details, <laughs> the skilled individuals with the passive aggressive behaviors yeah. and trying to work through that. And you don't know anything because you're new to this industry and yep. I've been printing for 35 years. <laughs> you know, well, we, we have a little bit of success in running a business. So, you know, we're, you know, trying to implement a lean culture into somebody that knows everything, you know. That was, that was tough. That was, that was tough. I've, I've, company culture could be like a whole other topic because yeah. that is huge. Well, not to like go down a path, mm -hmm. but yeah, we hear that a lot. Like oh, yeah. staffing continues to be maybe not as bad as last year, but no, it's, right, a, you yeah. know, but that a lot of that, is, it comes down to company culture and building a good company culture. So mm -hmm. that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, and especially in apparel, right? Because yeah. it is a garage shop, cottage industry, <laughs> yeah. and you know it's it's a hobby industry. Uh, so trying to fit somebody into our mold is not necessarily sure. easy coming out of that market, right? Sure. Because we are a very clean environment. We are uh -huh. a, a lean, uh, lean enterprise. We're ISO certified, so we document every single uh, sure. standard work procedure that we can possibly do to have that um consistency and, and cross training and bringing somebody out of a cottage industry that loves just listening to music and printing shirts yeah doesn't necessarily fit that mold uh -huh, uh -huh. you know so so it but at the same time there's you know there's a lot you're still offering a lot of opportunity so it's just getting people to be like-minded you know, sure. sharing your strategic goals you know, publishing your financials to your staff and, and being as transparent as possible and getting their buy-in to sh you know they're the ones leading the company. They're the ones that are yeah. actually going to be able to help you innovate. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, that's, it, it's very, very, very important. 
you know, and it's not about ping pong tables and free food to everybody. <laughs> it's about having everybody being on a common common plane, trying to accomplish the same goals, uh-huh. and of course having fun while you're doing it. You know, yeah. there's there's a reason for being an entrepreneur, and that, that is to have some fun while you're doing it. Totally, you know? and this is this is a great industry to have some fun because there's oh, a yeah. lot of creativity. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. I don't have to say that to you, but no, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, this is getting getting back to the topic of convergence and diversification. So. You have talked about, okay, do your research, you know, look and see what opportunities there are. Bottom line, one piece of advice that you ultimately would give somebody who is maybe experiencing really rapid growth and they're just not really sure how, like what the next path is or if it's even smart growth. What is your advice? Don't be afraid to say no. Oh yeah. Really protect the integrity of what you're trying to accomplish um, you know, it, you want to cast a wide net, but ultimately you have a niche that you're going to be able to service. And just because you and I are both apparel printers, your niche can be completely different than mine. Yeah. Um, and so learn where your margins are at and don't be afraid to say no, if it doesn't fit, what's going to make you successful. And most importantly, what's going to help you keep food on the table of all your employees. Nice. It's tough. Yeah. Telling somebody, no, yeah. I can't take your order when you're, when you're a startup. It's yeah. tough, but you, you do you do have to concentrate on the integrity of what you're trying to build. Right. Well, and I feel like that's kind of a balance because when you are experiencing rapid growth and you are going through this diversification, I mean, it, it sort of stems from trying to say yes to, yeah. to different things. So it can be tough to find that line. Yeah, 100%. Like establishing 100%. it. Yeah, especially, so. especially as you're emerging, right? Like now that I've been doing it for five years, I know what the red flags are. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, and, and, and it's not me, you know, our staff knows what the red flags sure. are and, sure. and you're gonna, you're gonna get burned. It's yeah. gonna happen yeah. as you try to learn and try to expand, but don't be afraid to protect again, the integrity of what you're trying to build and, and make sure your team knows that. Make sure your team knows where do you fit? Where do you fit in the yeah. market? What product are you good at? And what product are you not good at? And don't be afraid to tell the customer, you know, listen, I'm, I'm decorating apparel, but I'm uh-huh. sourcing your promo. However, you're getting a turnkey solution and I'm going to be very transparent with you of what you're getting when you work with us. Yeah. And if that doesn't work for you, then respectfully, I understand what your goals are and this is what I can help you with. Yeah. You know, and stick to that. Yeah. Commit to it. Yep. All right. Eric, we're just about out of time, but one last thing I like to do, where, pe- where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my LinkedIn is, is probably the easiest way for okay. people to reach out to me. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, um, or vmsinc.com, badlime.com and feel free to reach out any opportunities you have or any guidance you'd like. Uh, or also I believe you can find me on, on Print United's website as well on on the board there. On the board, several interviews, hop on any of our publications. You can probably find a video interview with Eric. Um, and for those of you who are looking for Eric on LinkedIn, it's E-R-I-C, no H, no K, um, and then K-A-H-L-E. Yep. So find him on LinkedIn, get connected, um, ping him for advice. I'm just going to volunteer you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Open door. Absolutely. Awesome. And then for those of you who are interested, and if you don't know, you can go to apparelist.com and find all of our podcast episodes. We have a lot of great um, articles on this topic and many more. Um, we also have a lot of video interviews, things like that. Um, 
you're all here at Printing United Expo listening to this podcast. You can obviously find more information about the Alliance, printing.org, printingunited.com, all the good stuff. So, um, yeah, Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. Great.